and gentlemen, welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is um, um, Sensational. Sol- sensational. Sensational Steve. Thank there you. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, I have to rely on delicious Dwayne Davis <laughs> <laughs> with a word hey, for everybody. me. <laughs> and you know, the same thing is, I even had a word earlier and I was thinking, okay, that'd be a good one. And I got to hear it. And, and it's told like, because <laughs> yeah, I just got home a couple minutes ago from uh, band practice at my church because I play bass for my band at church and where I practice and I got back and I, and then I just totally blanked. Yeah. You know, so, oh, well, it happens. At least I remember my name. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not hiding my own Easter eggs yet. Right. right. So, <laughs> uh, but tonight we're actually going to cover something that we kind of touched on a little bit last episode, but we touched on the fact that we don't, we never touch on it. Or <laughs> we haven't yeah. lately, and that is AEW because basically there has been some things that have happened in AEW. We just really, it just hasn't. It's been overshadowed by all the, yeah, you know, the drama happening yeah. in WWE. Yeah, WWE's had a lot of changes here lately, and not to say that AEW hasn't, but it just hasn't been as, you know, this has been a company wide shift in WWE. Yeah. With, you know, Vince McMahon stepping down, Triple H taking over, all the changes and everything in the product. But there's been some things that we'll discuss that's happened in, that's happened or is currently happening with AEW. And it's kind of ironic that two days ago they had their show in Cincinnati and I wasn't able to go. Um, And because, and I actually had, let's see, Trey hit me up. Are you going? Are you are you going? He goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Trey's a good dude. I mean, I'd I'd love to hang out with him and, and his girlfriend Courtney. You know, that'd be cool to hang out with them at an AEW show. Uh, Jamie from True Crime Cast. You know, and bless your hearts. Um, he hit me up. Or bless their hearts. Yeah, he hit me up. Hey, are you going to the show? Because he was there. Because <laughs> <laughs> he he and John both and their families were there. Oh man. You know, so I would have actually got a chance to actually meet them, you know, because yeah. we've been corresponding back and forth. And and my son just has to interrupt now. I'm recording. Okay, you clean the litter box. I'll let you get the, the game here. Say, make sure the door is closed. <laughs> he came in to tell me he cleaned the litter box because mm-hmm. I promised him I'd get him something about a uh, Minecraft, something or another, you know, uh, after I'm done recording. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry about that. Um, but but yeah, Jamie and John were there, and I was like, it's like, well, I honestly, I didn't know if I'd be able to go because I didn't know if my work schedule was right. going to have slowed down, and I wasn't sure if I was going to have the money because, like I said, sometimes just just there's just too much month at the end of our money. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And of course, the wildly ironic thing is, I actually had both the time and the money and the to money. go. But by then it was sold out anyway. So yeah, so I was like, and Jamie and John, by the way, they actually got to meet Chris Jericho. Did they? They've, you know, they've actually been on his show. He's been on their show. That's actually where I heard of them was off of his yeah, podcast. That's right. They actually, and they had, I, I didn't realize this. They had never met him face to face because they had. He had actually arranged them to have um, Burbo tickets at the one of the last times they were in Nashville. Mm, because Berea I mean it's a couple hour drive to Nashville but of course it's also you know about an hour and a half drive up to Cincinnati as well Um, 
but they actually got to meet him. Cool. And some of the dark matches, Nikki Victory was in one. Uh, Lord Crew was in one. Nasty Russ was in one. So they had NWF people in the dark matches. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you have your friends <laughs> talking about like the show of the year. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm just like, but I got to meet Jake the Snake and Kane and Baby Doll go. and Tatanka and, you yeah. know, all them, you know, this past weekend. So, I mean, I can't, you know, you got to count your blessings. I mean, right. You know, be thankful for what you have. Don't wish for something that you don't have. On top, yep. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause, but I even told uh, Jamie and I also told Trey, I was like, you know, the next time I'm going to make sure I'm there. I don't care what's yeah. going on. I'm going to make yeah. sure I'm there, you know? So, um, you know, so, but yeah, of course, I mean, AEW is there. I would never go, but there was some stuff that happened yeah. at the show that, you know, of course, I mean, we'll get into as well. But first, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listing info. Uh, it's that time. <laughs> if you want to email us, it's at it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to get us on Facebook, facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. As you go there, give that a like. Uh, Joanna and I are the admins. I think you are still listed as an admin because mm-hmm. Facebook has yep. done some weird changes and uh yes i i, I don't I, I can't tell half the time what's going on with the, the actual yeah. pages yeah um but um but yeah like i said you facebook.com slash armchair booking podcast you can find us on instagram at armchair booking find us on twitter at booking armchair you can find us on tiktok at armchair booking you can find our merch speaking of which uh merch is tpoke.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast where you can get I had I got received a shipment today. This is the long sleeve. For those of you on video, you can see this on audio. You just have to take our word for it. <laughs> this is a long sleeve black T-shirt with the logo with the red letters and white ring, which is the one you should actually see. Um, no matter what platform you're on, you should see that logo as part of the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, the another long sleeve T-shirt. Only this one has the White letters, red ring, so the opposite colors of the other mm-hmm. shirt. This one, I mean, just looks sharp. Uh, it really does. I mean, yeah, way it stands out. So, and because it is getting cold, and I'm in Ohio because Ohio just gets cold during the the winter time. I got us myself a hoodie. There you go. Yep, with the white letters and red ring, and I already tried it on, and it fits really good. And for Halloween, I'm pretty sure it, it'll be a little chilly outside. I'm going to wear this. I'm going to wear one of them masks, and I'm going to carry one of them belts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can find somebody else uh, to do it with me, they're going to be wearing the other mask and carrying the other belt. The other belt, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but there we go. Um, if you want to find Dwayne on Twitter, just go to at fat underscore daddy 73. You can also find his social media, big and fat, on TikTok and on YouTube. And you can find my other podcast, The Cubicle Chat, on just about any audio platform there is. You can find our video here on YouTube. So on the video platform, I know that we're on. All the audio platforms, just about any audio platform you can think of. If we're not there, let at least one of us know. Let both of us know. Let somebody know. Call the news. Let them know. We're not on there, so we can do what we can to get ourselves added. Yeah. Kind of in a weird order, but I forget anything. Nope. You got it all. Cool. So y'all, y'all don't get, Dwayne has a checklist. He's looking going, <laughs> yep, yep, there it is. So, all right, so... AEW, and I know you've actually had a chance to catch more AEW lately than I have. Uh, I've seen the news, but the news has been pretty interesting. Uh, Some people have complained that the shows have not been as good as normal. I think people have 
AEW set a high bar for themselves with their weekly television show. So I feel like people think if they don't just have, you know, an exceptional show every week, then it's automatically a bad show. I think they've consistently put on a good wrestling show, you know, each week. Some weeks are better than others. That's any wrestling show. That's whether you're WWE, New Japan, Impact, whoever. Every show is not going to be the best show you've ever seen. You can't, that's gonna, impossible. That's it's impossible. impossible. You can't. Yeah, you can't keep that level. But it's been it's been good stuff. Hangman's had that. You know, Hangman had that exceptional promo last week. Um, had an excellent match with John Moxley this you know this past Tuesday. Did have the match did have to end with referee stoppage because Hangman suffered a concussion when he took the uh, Moxley hit him with a lariat out of the corner mm. and it caught him. I guess it just caught him right on the side of the head, but he suffered a concussion. Uh, they stopped. They stopped the match to check on him. Referee called off the match and then Moxley cut a promo while they were tending to hangman and getting him out of the ring and which was a good promo from moxley he said that he hoped that uh you know hangman was going to be okay he said i hope he's you know he's up and moving around again soon and able to play with his baby and stuff like that he's like he said unfortunately this is a dangerous game we play and yeah sometimes you know sometimes bad things happen and you get hurt he's like but i hope he recovers he kind of left it open like the way he said it was like, I hope he recovers because we got unfinished business. But it was an excellent promo from him, like showing respect to Hangman, you know, and hoping he gets better. Um, brilliantly, Mox brilliantly segued into talking about MJF because MJF, as we know, one of the absolute best promos in wrestling, cut another mm -hmm. exceptional pro promo another legendary promo guy in William Regal. They had a back and forth earlier mm. Tuesday night. Uh, and that was exceptional. MJF has has uh, called his shot of when he's going to challenge for the title. He gave William Regal, because, you know, he won the uh, he won that chip at the pay-per-view right. that, that says he can challenge for the title whenever he wants. He gave it to Regal and told Regal, he said, I will, uh, he's like, I'm calling my shot, he said, and it's going to be at full gear. So that's the main event for full gear is Moxley and MJF for the title. And he said, uh, MJF said, for the first time in my miserable life, I'm actually going to earn that championship. He said, I'm going to earn it. So I'm calling my shot now. He's like, th that's when I'm challenging for the title. Because Regal Regal, like, they were talking about when MJF had a tryout for WWE. And he was only 19. And Regal's like, you're too young. You need more experience before, before you come here. And, you know, basically telling him, you need some more experience under your belt before you enter this machine. Because if you don't have that experience, you're going to get ground up. And... Regal's like, he said, he said, if you want to be the devil, because MJF has said, unfortunately, he's like, I have to be the bad guy, so I have to be the devil. And William Regal's like, 
well, if you want to be the devil, then you have to take out a devil. And he turns his back and he's like, and you go right ahead and do what you have to do. And then MJF didn't do it. And Regal's like, you still have a lot to learn about being a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then just walks out of the ring. And that stuff like that, that people don't give AEW credit enough for is talking people into the building. I feel like right now, AEW is at the top of their game with with wrestlers being able to talk people into the building to see a match. And I mean, that's been the one of the most important things in wrestling since we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think Dusty and the Horsemen and, you know, Paul Ellering, because he was, you know, he did the talking for the Road Warriors. They talked people into the seats. You know, yeah. they talked a good enough game that you're like, okay, let me see what this guy's going to do. That's what the AEW guys are going to do. Um, Hangman posted on Twitter that he was doing okay. He's still under concussion protocol, of course, right. but he's doing good. Um, Docker said he should, you know, make a full recovery and everything, which is really good because he's definitely one of the, you know, he's definitely the future of that company. He's he's going to be there. He's going to be carrying that company on his back for a while. Yeah, and it, it sure won't be CM Punk right now or uh, the Young Bucks or now there uh, is Omega. A, yeah, Punk is still suspended. Uh, Ace Steel got released, and they said Ace Steel was shocked that he got released. Dude, you bit somebody. <laughs> do you, how do you, how are you how are you shocked you got fired when you helped instigate this altercation between punk and you know the elite and then you jump in in the brawl and you bite Kenny Omega? It wasn't yeah. even his fight and he jumped in. Yeah, and- it wasn't even his fight and he jumps in because him and CM Punk are friends and it's like, okay, and it's like you're an official, you're a company official. You've got to conduct yourself better than that. You mm-hmm. essentially can't be running around biting one of the executive <laughs> vice presidents. How are you going to keep? How do you think you're supposed to keep your job when you're biting one of the EVPs? One, um, it, you're biting somebody like you're, yeah. like you're like you're on the playground in second grade, <laughs> fighting over a ball. Or you're Mike Tyson. Yeah, or you're Mike Tyson, but it's Mike Tyson. So That's I'm, Mike Tyson. So, so I can let Mike. <laughs> he shouldn't have done it, but I'm not going to tell him he should have done it. And it is one of the things, yeah, you know, like I said, it's all fun and games to somebody who's punched in the mouth. And exactly. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. But A still got fired. Sam Punk still suspended. As of right now, the Bucks and Omega are suspended, but there's been talks that they may be on their way back. But I just, I don't see Punk coming back. No. Um, Spe- I mean, it, it, Especially not in a wrestling capacity. There have been rumors that they that he may end up having some sort of office job within AEW, but mm, I can't. Punk's not I an office guy. He's Punk's not an office guy. Nobody. Here's the thing: he has lost all respect from that from that locker room. Mm-hmm. With his behavior at that media scrum, he lost all respect. With with his behavior at the media scrum. And then his behavior getting into it with the elite physically, he mm-hmm. has lost all respect of anybody in that locker room. Nobody's going to listen to anything he has to say because he's just coming across as a disgruntled old man. Yep. That's how he's coming. And he's not old. 
but as far as wrestling goes, he's in his mid forties. Mm-hmm. He's old as far as wrestling goes. He's he is he's just coming across as a disgruntled old man. The seven years off, like you can take people can take time off and be able to come back. Edge has done it. You know, people have been able to do it. Punk hasn't been able to do it. Punk Punk had a decent run, but you could tell the longer it went, the more his body was falling apart. It's just yeah. sometimes it's just the game catches you. Yep. And you just got to know when to say it's enough. And I had a good run. Let me bow out gracefully instead of this still new company. They're only three years old. You know, they're a little over three years old. Which is wild. Which is crazy. But they're only three years old. They put the title on him twice. And he's been injured both times. Immediately after winning the championship. I mean, he has a total of eight days as champion over two reigns. (laughs) Wow. Um, You know, Tommy Rich, at least one of his reigns, or his one reign was at least... A little bit longer than seeing Punk's reigns. And Tommy Rich only held the NWA World title for like four or five days. Yeah. And uh, is William Regal, is he an executive now? Or uh, he... No, he's, um, I think he does a lot of coaching and stuff behind okay. the scenes. Makes sense. I mean, he was, he's really yeah. good. He was really good with the, in that role in WWE. I mean, he yeah. was, he's one of the smartest people you'll see in the business. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. He's just uh, one, WWE has missed the boat by not putting William Regal in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, William Regal had his personal issues, and yes, that derailed his career some, but he was able to come out the other side. And you want to talk about you want to talk about a bad guy? For me, there is a short list of amazing villains in wrestling. And Tully Blanchard and William Regal are the top two. There you go. If, <laughs> for, for people who for people who are just on audio, Steve is holding a pair of brass knucks, and that is a William Regal calling card right there and he yeah. even said that in the promo <laughs> he, he said i didn't hit people to cheat he said i he said i didn't use the brass knuckles mm-hmm. to cheat i used brass knuckles because i just liked hitting people <laughs> yeah the power of the punch yeah he said yeah. i he said i am a decent villain he's like you step between the ropes you're fair game mm-hmm. but i would never attack an announcer because like a couple of weeks ago mjf uh shoved uh tony shivani to the floor and he's like, he's like, you never touch somebody like Tony Schiavone. He's like, he said, the man is a legend as far as wrestling broadcasting goes. Yeah. He is. He's like, he is owed respect. He said, he is not a competitor. He's like, if that's a competitor, all bets are off. You do what you have to do. But not, but not a Tony Schiavone or a Jim Ross or, you know. Tony Schiavone is in his, his. Early sixties, Jim Ross yeah. almost seventy. Yeah, and uh, but uh, yeah, when because MJF was getting in the ring, and Regal had pulled out the knucks, and MJF's like, "You don't need the brass knuckles. I'm just here to talk." And Regal's like, "Okay," and he slides it into his like vest pocket, <laughs> but he's like, "I got him right here, just in case." But uh, yeah, um, AEW is still, in my opinion, they're still putting on a good wrestling show. I think they need to figure out what they're doing more with Ring of Honor. Uh, I feel like Tony Khan is still doing a juggling act with that. It, they're still getting the focus because um, right now, 
Wardlow and Samoa Joe have been a tag team. They've been feuding with the Embassy from Ring of Honor. Uh, Samoa Joe is still the, the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. Daniel Garcia is the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Chris Jericho is the Ring of Honor World Champion, yep. which is Jericho's eighth world title. Um, and if I remember, uh, the only man to ever hold WWE, AEW, and Ring of Honor World Championships. And I guess technically he held WCWs. And WCW. He won the undisputed one. Yep, he was the W. Well, and that, and he had beat The Rock for the WCW title before they had merged the title. So, yeah, WCW champion, WWE champion, AEW, and Ring of Honor. Uh, And he has a gold record. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And has a gold record on top of that. Yeah. A lot of people have complained when Jericho won the world title, the Ring of Honor world title, just like they complained when he became the first AEW world title. If you're trying to get a company off the ground, you need somebody that that has name recognition that people are going to know. Even the casual, even a casual wrestling fan is going to know who Chris Jericho is. Mm -hmm. They know the name Chris Jericho. They're trying to they're trying to secure TV rights and stuff for a Ring of Honor show. What better way to get eyes from TV executives, fans, whoever, than to have somebody like Chris Jericho as the world champion of your organization? Yeah, it's, it's I mean, different. It's yeah. <laughs> people are like, well, you can't say that you know Goldberg or Edge or older guys at WWE shouldn't be champion, but Chris Jericho's champion. Chris Jericho's bringing things to the table. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho's bringing eyes to the product. Bill Goldberg is not doing anything but lining his pockets. Edge is not doing anything but lining his pockets. It's completely different than when these guys work. And Jericho's on TV every week. Unless he's touring with yeah. Ozzy, he's on TV every week. These guys over here are in and out. So Jericho is still doing his part to help put over younger up-and-coming talent and keep fresh eyes on AEW and potentially Ring of Honor. And Jericho, I mean, he he's wrestled all over the world. He started in Canada, then he was in, down in Mexico, then he went to Smoky Mountain, then he went to, uh, he's been in ECW, WCW, then WWF at the time because they had the whole Y2J thing. And, yep. Yep. you know, and like you said, I mean, he's on TV almost every week and, unless he's actually on tour. Sometimes even on yeah. tour, he even still on manages. Tour, yeah. Yeah, he manages to to make those TV dates in between tours. But look at look at Chris Jericho. He has won gold everywhere that he goes. I understand it's predetermined. Bookers decide who's going to win championships. I get that. But what does it say about Chris Jericho that everywhere he's ever gone, the Bookers have been like, we need to put the belt on him because, and it doesn't matter what belt. He was a, he was a world television champion in ECW multiple-time cruiserweight champion in WCW, world television champion in WCW, won every belt there was to win in WWE, leaves WWE, goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling, wins the Intercontinental Championship. How many How many guys, how many, they call it gaijin, how many gaijins, which are non, non-Asian non Oh, I know, I know. Oh, I, definitely, I live yeah. in Japan... Four yeah, years exactly. I definitely, I definitely know what a gaijin is. Exactly. <laughs> but how many how many gaijins come in and win a top prize in New Japan like their first time there? Like Chris Jericho walked in and beat 
uh, Naito for the Intercontinental title, like his first match in New Japan. That says yeah. that to me, that speaks volumes of the the faith that promoters have in Chris Jericho, mm -hmm. Chris Jericho's name value. Just to me, Chris Jericho still has a has a bigger name value at 50 years old than Brock Lesnar does. Yeah. Because Brock Brock is Brock is very hit or miss. If Brock feels like working, then he's gonna give you good stuff. Now here yeah. lately with the cowboy Brock stuff. He's been, you can tell he's having a good time and he's feeling like working, but that wasn't always the case. Jericho's going to give you everything he's got every single time. You can always tell Jericho's never going to phone it in. At 50 years old, he knows he can't do all the high flying stuff that he was able to, that he used to. You know, he's 50. Knees are bad. He's not getting the spring in his step that he used to be able to do, which is the reason why he started using the Judas effect as a, as a finisher because a spinning back elbow. It's still going to put somebody down. That's a legit move. It's a legit move. <laughs> and he doesn't have to do like the line salt or the top rope drop kick that he used to do and all that stuff. All he's got to do is catch his opponent slipping and hit him in the mouth with a back elbow. And done. And it's done. Yeah. That's how he beat Dalton Castle this past Tuesday. Dalton Castle had that match. He like most of the match, Dalton Castle was in control. Jericho hit the Judas effect and it was over. Yeah. And, and and on top of that, Jericho has the best theme song in pro wrestling right now. What have I become? Exactly. Okay. I, I mean, the music starts and the fans are already singing it. So it's like the dude is still over. So just give him his roses now while he's here instead of mm -hmm. waiting until he's gone and talk about how great he is. Can we just acknowledge that Chris Jericho is one of the greatest in the world right now? And he has his own award-winning podcast, mm -hmm. very popular podcast, which, yep. yes, he has wrestlers on there, but he also has other non-wrestling, yeah, you know, subjects and topics. Mm -hmm. That's how he got Jamie and John from True yeah. Crimecast. Yep. And uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, he's also, a couple of Halloweens ago, he had a, um, it's rare that I'll save a podcast but he had one where he had somebody on talking about um, movie curses. It was around Halloween. Oh, you know, okay. So special just for that. And I, I mean, this was the the topic itself. I mean, because he was talking about uh, the the person he had on there was talking about how like The Exorcist was a little cursed, how uh, The Omen they mm -hmm. felt it was kind of cursed and things like that, and all these yep. different coincidences that all happened. But this was on Chris Jericho's podcast, The right. Wrestler. You know, the, yeah. Oh, that that wrestling guy. Yeah. Yeah, that wrestling guy has also been on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. You know, that wrestling guy does a lot of stuff, and he's successful at what he does. Yeah. You know, he, do, yeah. he doesn't go halfway. I mean, he, he goes, and Jericho, um, he's the one that, I don't want to say he's keeping AEW afloat, but he's definitely keeping, well, the Ring I of mean, Honor half of it now. Well, that but, he's keeping, he's definitely keeping eyes on the product. Yeah, I mean he's putting he's putting butts in seats, as Jim Ross would say. So, I mean, every eighteen inches. Exactly. Uh, speaking of, he just signed a three-year contract extension, so he will be with AEW till at least through December twenty twenty-five. Oh, there you go. Yep. And I mean, if you and and Chris Jericho, I mean he, I'm not saying he's never had drama in the past. Uh, there's been some backstage altercations with Goldberg 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was more Goldberg, though, not liking. Yeah, that was Goldberg. Not that was Goldberg thinking that he was a bigger star than he was, and he was he didn't want to work with Chris Jericho. Yeah, even though he'd uh, been in the business like four months at the time. Yeah, and Jericho was even like, "Look, here, you know, here's the thing. I will antagonize you this whole time. We can even when we finally hook up, we can even do a squash match, and you can just run through me and get your revenge, and that's that that completes the story." But Goldberg thought that he was, you know, that was beneath him, so. You know they had issues there. Um, he had an issue with Brock with Brock Lesnar, but that's when Brock busted Randy open. And Randy hardware. is the one who had to hold, say, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa!" Yeah, it because was, yeah, because no, nobody knew except for Brock, Randy, and Vince that that was a planned spot and not Brock just going into business for himself. But uh, yeah, Jericho. They said Jericho got right in his face and actually grabbed Brock in a, in a headlock and had him <laughs> down. And Randy had to pull him off and be like, no, 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 no. Look, come on, let's talk. <laughs> this is yeah. what's really going on. But yeah, so I mean he's fearless. I mean, it, he mm-hmm. said even if I would have lost the fight, I was, you know, I was gonna let the point be known that yeah, he thought that was messed up. Yeah, he's like, it was messed up. Me and Randy are friends, and I'm not I'm not having it. Yeah. Um, but you know, Jericho is legit legend and should be in every Hall of Fame that he can absolutely be in. When the time comes, um, he's one of the MVPs, in my opinion, of AEW. But John Moxley is like the MVP of AEW. I mean, he's he carried that company through a pandemic. He was champion mm-hmm. during the pandemic. He's carried that company through the CM Punk debacle. Um, and the man was supposed to go on vacation after he lost the title to Punk. All that stuff happened with punk and the elite moxley canceled his vacation uh you know to help the company out and um he's also signed signed a five-year uh contract extension he because he originally had not planned on like signing signing another long-term deal with aew he was going to stay with aew but he was going to do more independent stuff and then he would come in for to aew for like bigger bigger things but he's like he said that was before i went to rehab he's like after i went to rehab you know got clean got my mind right and everything he's like i realized that this is what i've been looking for this is the type of environment i've been looking for my entire career he said you know i'm respected here they respect me you know i'm allowed to wrestle here but wrestle other places as well. I'm allowed to do dates mm-hmm. in Japan and do independent dates in the States and things like that. Plus his wife works there now. Yep. That was another thing I was going to say. Now, uh, yeah. Renee Pequette, that uh, it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so now she's there. She's there. So yeah, he signed a five year uh, extension, um, which is encompasses like wrestler. He's also going to do be like uh, help coach backstage, do some mentoring things like that. But uh, yeah, John Moxley is anybody who doubted anybody who doubted him once the Shield broke up in WWE. That was WWE's fault because they had yeah. this. They had this on their books. They had this wrestler on their books. And did not know how to book him. Did not know how to book him properly. Because you look at Dean Ambrose and John Moxley, 
are night and day characters. Yeah, because the the Dean Ambrose character, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, it was getting kind of annoying. It was very annoying because yeah. they, instead of booking him like a psycho, like where he was just like unhinged and was willing to do anything to win, they booked him as comedy relief. And like not even good comedy relief. Yeah, not even good comedy relief, just annoying go away comedy relief and that's not him he was doing what he was told he was doing right. what he was he was working with what he was given but you can tell when he you can tell the day he stepped foot in the AEW um when he when he attacked Jericho and Kenny Omega at the first double or nothing uh you could tell it's like finally I'm able to be who I've always wanted to be yeah, he didn't come in there wearing a fur coat and a gas mask. No, he did not. He came in and beat the crap out of people. He is as close to Steve Austin as I feel like we're ever going to get in pro wrestling. Yeah. And because without you know, without copying Steve Austin, because I don't feel like Moxley copies Steve Austin. He just has that same rebel mentality where I'm going to do what is necessary to win. If you don't like that, I don't really care. And I know Tuesday night, I mean, that was his night because they were yeah. in Cincinnati, his yeah. hometown. Yeah. And I mean, and he loves going to Cincinnati. Oh yeah. Um, I guess somebody has to. Um, Excalibur said that the arena that they were in, he worked, he worked there as a teenager, a work in security. Uh, uh, they weren't in, they weren't in heritage bank arena. I cannot think of which one they were in. Um, well, that's what it used to be called. It's called something different now. Oh. It was that arena, but it's called something else now. Uh, or me, is it Heritage Bank Arena I, now? I think it is Heritage Bank. Well, okay, maybe they were there because I know yeah. the first time uh, the Heritage Bank Center. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's where they were at because they Excalibur went through the different names of what it used to be called. But it's Fifth, the Fifth Third Bank. Arena. It was Fifth Third Arena just yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah. Yep. And, um, uh, but when yeah. he was, they said uh, Excalibur said when he was six, when Moxley was sixteen, he worked at that arena uh, during security. Okay, I've seen a couple of WWE shows there. I saw saw Disney on Ice there a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so and um and a couple Don't feel days because I'm sure uh, we'll be taking I'm Abby's. I'm sure uh, we'll be taking <laughs> Abby to see that because I think Hope wants to take her. Uh, I mean, it, it's I'm not real big in ice skating. You know, I'm not either, but the look on her face will be worth the price. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's Disney. I mean, I, I like yeah. Disney. I mean, yeah. we're a whole family of Disney nerds, you know. <laughs> and of course, my daughter, you know, she's down there working yep. at Disney, even though next yeah. week she's actually going to be here for a couple of days. That's right. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's why we won't be able to record Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll be down at the airport picking her up when we're normally recording. Right. Uh, this Saturday at that very same Heritage Bank, Bank Center, Kevin Hart's going to be there. Oh, okay. Um, same night, Saturday night's main event is going to be up in Dayton at Wright State at the Nutter mm-hmm. Center. Cool. And I'm probably not going to go to that because my son, I'd rather go with him. I don't want to go yeah. by myself. Yeah. I, I like I like taking him to things like that. Uh, and But he won't be able to go because there's something else. There's They've already got plans. And I just found out about it today. And I'm like, all right. And I saw there's plenty of seats still available. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they didn't do a lot of advertising for it. Um, but yeah, back to back to AEW. <laughs> um, um, with Moxley being 
you know, because Moxley is the, the champion now. Yep, he is yeah. the first three-time AEW world champion. And think about when everything he's accomplished, you know, um, since he came out of rehab. And like you mm-hmm. said, I mean, he, he came out focused. Yeah. You know, uh, with wife, brand new baby, you know, and he got himself straight. Because, I mean, I've just living here, I've actually met people who have met him or, mm-hmm. you, know, know, you know, the whole thing. I know somebody who knows him and knows it's the whole Kevin Bacon thing. Yeah. And he, there was not a lot of good people were saying about him as mm-hmm. far as him as a person. Yeah. You know, so, but he's even said, you know, when he was growing up, I mean, he, he wasn't like living on the street, but he was pretty close to it. Yeah. Yeah. He said he, he said he, you know, he had a pretty rough home life and then ran the streets a lot and stuff and just, Mm -hmm. you know, stayed in trouble. But, you know, it's always good to see somebody who comes up like that and they are able to turn their, their life around, especially like, and you can tell he just loves professional wrestling. He loves yep. being a wrestler and he's getting to do that. He's not being a sports entertainer or any of that. He's getting to be a professional wrestler the way he wants to be a professional wrestler. And I think AEW, they give them more creative liberties. Mm-hmm. And they may say, here's a bullet point. Here's yeah. a couple bullet points I need you to hit because we're trying to, you yeah. know, uh, trying to push this next show or whatever. Yeah. You know, or we're trying to, you know, but you said you want to just make sure you hit, yeah. you know, these bullet points, you know, whereas WWE, here's your script, memorize it, you know, by three o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. You know, and your other guy, hopefully they got theirs memorized. And then if you screwed up, well, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you because uh, this is, you know, this is the script. Yeah. I feel like they get a lot more freedom. Um, I know they've been told to tone the language down some. Which I get that. I mean, you got corporate sponsors and things that you kind of got to placate, but uh, they still they still have some of the cussing in there, which personally I'm fine with. It gives it, it to me, as long as you don't just, as long as every, every other word is not, you know, cussing, which I cuss. I'm not trying to be a, uh, a martyr or anything, you know, act like I don't cuss because I absolutely do. Probably more than but, I should. We but. turn these microphones off and yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just turn the microphones the, off, or I'm texting, or we're texting, or whatever. That's a different thing, but yeah. Um, but during during the show, we keep it. We keep the language yeah. clean. Friendly. I mean, yeah. and we and we've talked about why. You know, yeah. you, Yep. You know, but that, that was our choice. I mean, yeah. we decided we both agreed on that a long time ago. So, yeah. Um, but with the microphones off, well, yeah, fair, <laughs> it's fair game when the microphones. It's fair game. Off. Uh, but I get them toning the language down. They still have a little bit of language for me. That's fine because it gives it that more kind of more realism, more of that gritty right. feel of like, sometimes when they swear, it's like, this would, this is what people would actually say if they were mad. And if they're, if especially they're, in a fight. Yeah. If they're in a fight or they're in an argument with somebody, this is how they would talk. They're not going to say sucker and, you know, suffer and suck attach or none of that crap that, Vince was having Roman say, it's like, no, they're going to cuss. If they're mad, they're going to say some cuss words. Mm-hmm. So um, I get not getting overdone with it because if you do it too much, then it doesn't mean anything at all. But I think I, I think they've found a balance to where they've toned it back, but they're still able to use it and it still has some effect. And like Eddie Murphy said in, in Raw, mm-hmm. which is over 30 years old now, you want to feel old? 
That's crazy. Yeah. Um, he said, you can't give no curse show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is, and if you've never seen that, go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah. That, that was a, yeah. don't watch it with your kids, but go watch. watch it with the kids. <laughs> but yeah, go watch Eddie Murphy. Go watch Delirious first, then watch Raw. Watch Delirious, watch Raw. Uh, also watch Richard Pryor live in concert. If you want good, definitive, but raunchy comedy, watch those. And then throw in some Robin Williams, too. Yeah, yeah. Who was a lot dirtier than people think. You yeah, know. Robin Williams was very dirty. Yeah. Also, throw in some Bob Saget. Because, yeah, I was about to say the same thing because, because he was. He is, because the, the dude you saw on Family on the Full House is not the dude you see on stage. No, it was not. <laughs> and he uh, is he is hilarious. Oh, he was. <laughs> Actually, so was Dave Collier. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but anyway, before we go into down a rabbit yeah, hole comedy. Course. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think AEW's in a good place. I mean, they've got. I've got the trios championship, which right now is Death Triangle, which is uh, Pack and the Lucha Brothers. Uh, they've got several, you know, trios teams, so the titles will make sense. It's not like how WWE does with their tag division, and like, oh, we've got tag team champions, but nobody to challenge for them. So yeah, um, Orange Cassidy just won the All-Atlantic Championship. He had been feuding with Pac, and he that's Orange Cassidy's. I think they said that when he beat Pac, that was his 83rd win in AEW. Okay. Uh, and that's, that was his first championship in AEW. And one of the things I did hear some criticism talking about AEW, and one of the things is, well, it's been said they have too many titles right now. Well, a lot of people are adding the Ring of Honor championships into right. that. And it's like, those are not AEW championships. Those are being shown on television because Tony Khan owns both companies and he wants to make sure Ring of Honor is represented on television. Try, exactly. Trying to get cross-promotion there. Exactly. That makes sense. But if you cut out if you cut out the Ring of Honor titles, you cut out the, the Owen Hart the Owen Hart championships that Britt Baker and Adam Cole won because they're never going to get defended anyway. They're like trophies. Right. You have the AEW World Championship. You have the AEW Women's World Championship. Tag titles. Uh, trios titles. TNT Championship. TBS Championship. All-Atlantic Championship. They only have seven championships. Okay, and two of those are tag team championships. Yeah, two so, of those are tag team championships. So you take those out. There's five singles titles. Two of those are women's. Yeah, and the other three are men's. Right. You know, because so he, it, it's a good they, ratio. Well, and they also have the FDW championship, yeah. which is actually not an official sanctioned championship. It's never been sanctioned anywhere, so it doesn't really count. Right. I mean, it gets defended and everything, but it doesn't. It's not technically on the books. So. Yeah. So, so yeah, they have, you take out the tag titles, they have, you know, two women's championships, three men's championships. It's like, I don't really see the problem. And right now the women's champion, I just heard this, Jade Cargill had her belt stolen by Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose took the championship. It's been fantastic. I love Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose attacked Jade Cargill, took the championship, and is now calling herself the TBS champion <laughs> and is defending it like she's the champion. She's 
he oh, defended wow. it. He defended it against Anna Jay on Rampage this past week. Um, but uh, Jade Cargill said that uh, she told Tony Khan she cut a promo on Dynamite and she said that you either have Nala Rose bring me my belt back, or I'm gonna hijack Rampage for the whole hour until I get until I get my property back. So we're eventually going to get a title match, but yeah, Nala Rose has got security to go with her. <laughs> She's like, I got to, she got to protect the champion. She's going all in with this, and it has been fantastic. She's been at like autograph signings and stuff with the, <laughs> with the belt and her security team. Oh, that's awesome! And just it's been great. But yeah, Nala took the belt. She even changed her Twitter handle to TBS Champion. <laughs> I mean, she is like, it's oh, fantastic. that's awesome! Anybody who does not follow Nala Rose on Twitter, you're missing out because her uh, Twitter is great. I thought I did. I'll have to do check it. It's, um, it's fantastic. And um, that remind that that is so. You don't see that one being pulled off very often. But the last mm-hmm. one I could think of who did it was Arn Anderson. Yeah. When yeah. he was when he had the TV title, he was defending it. <laughs> yeah, he was defending it, and like, uh, I think it was Bob Cottle was like. Uh, you know, you're not technically the world television champion. You didn't actually win the championship. And he's like, what do you see, Bob Cuddle? Is this not the world television championship? Because the last time I checked, possession was nine-tenths of the law. So I have the belt, which means it's mine. So I'm the champion. And I'm going to defend it until Dusty decides he wants it back. <laughs> yeah, it almost sounds like wands and Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, <laughs> It's like you know you 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 know you know you just won their wand. You just go take it from their hand. Well, it's yours now. No, it's yours now. You took it. I mean, and you took it. I mean, that wand answers you. The wand chose the wizard. Yeah. You know, the belt chooses the champion. Now, you know, Nala, Nala Rose is probably not going to actually beat Jade Cargill for the title, but it's been a good feud so far. And <laughs> a lot of times, that's all you need is a good feud because I mean, Jade's been running through people. I think she's 30, 37 or thirty eight. No. I mean, she hasn't lost a match yet, and and she gets better every single time she's in the ring. She great look, great promos, great skills. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just if you talk, people talk about that it factor in pro wrestling. Jade Cargill has that it factor. Everything about her screams star. And another thing is, she doesn't have to do this. This is not. She doesn't. She does. She wrestles because she wants to because she likes pro wrestling. She doesn't have to do this. Right. And they don't have to put the title on her. No. That, I mean, they put because, the title on her because they saw yes. what they had. They saw the potential and they saw, you know, you can just, like I said, you can look at her and she just screams, Star. Why would you not put that title on her? Brings, you know, it's going to build her up and, and she's going to build that title up, which she has. You know, she's actually made that title just as important as the women's world title. Yeah, because it's got eyes on it. Yeah. This, uh, you know, the, this angle is funnier. It's yeah. It's all get out. But, yeah. You know, but it's getting eyes on it's that It's getting title. eyes on it. And the thing is, everybody's anticipating when is Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill going to get in the ring and fight? Because that's what it's going to be. It is going to be a fight. And those two women can go. And that's going to be an excellent match. I still want to see Thunder Rosa come back just because I'm a big Thunder Rosa fan, mm-hmm. but I'm also an Ember Moon Athena 
Yeah. Uh, she's been one of my favorites. You know that. Yeah. For a long yep. time. I don't care. You know, she is an AEW. When the Royal Rumble comes out, I'm still going to pick her to win. No. <laughs> Just because. I mean, you know? you've got uh, Paige is there now, which she's uh, going by her real name, Soraya. Soraya. Or, yeah, Soraya. Yeah. Um, she has also been cleared to compete. Which kind of makes me wonder the WWE doctors, I'm not saying they're too strict. You but know, they, would, they wouldn't clear and they, they, they did the same with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan had to go all over this country and, and find different doctors and go, you know, have all these tests done out of his own pocket, I'm sure, to and every doctor he went to cleared, cleared him except for the WWE doctors. Which is kind of strange. And I know Vince Vince didn't like Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. He didn't really like his stuff because he's like, well, he's not flashy. You know, he it, nothing about him to Vince anyway. He didn't have the look of a champion. But I'm like, but he has the skills which are yeah. better than every champion you have right now. Exactly. I mean, you literally <clears> had <throat> the best technical wrestler in the world on your books and you didn't want to push him because he was too small and wasn't flashy enough. Which kind of ironic considering he was trained by somebody else who Vince at one time said he's too small and mm -hmm. not flashy enough and who ended up being considered one of the greatest in-ring performers ever. Yep. And if people don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Exactly. And it's like, I just, I don't understand. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm glad Vince is out of power because I just, I don't understand how you look at Brian Danielson and just be like, nah, he wouldn't make a good champion. Yes, he would. Everywhere. Yes, he would. Yeah. That's why Ring of Honor put the belt on him and he held it for over 500 days. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long time. I mean, and that's yeah. where I mean it's it's uh as far as like single reigns, Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, Nigel McGuinness, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal has the most combined because Jay Lethal is a two time Ring of Honor world champion. The other three gentlemen are only have only held it once. But Samoa Joe still holds the single reign at six hundred and twenty days, I think, as the Ring of Honor champion. That that was a company championship until Samoa Joe won it. And then Samoa Joe started taking it overseas and defending it. And they that's when they changed it to mm. – he said, he said, I'm not just going to defend this in the United States. He said, this is a world championship, and I'm going to treat it as such, and started defending it all over the world. So Ring of Honor's like, now it's the Ring of Honor world, cha world championship. Yeah, I mean, you defend it all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a world title. Yeah, you know, period. I mean, that's, I mean, that's simple math right there. Yeah, and oh, but but you know who would who would know all the answers to these questions? Ted. Ted would know all the answers. Yes, he would. Ted uh, is the Ted is our podcast guru. He really is. He's everybody's podcast guru because I mean, <laughs> if you look at, uh, he has been so supportive of us amongst others. I mean, and whenever he, uh, whenever he tweets about us i mean i feel like man he's given all of his all his mm -hmm. attention. he's like one of the people that gives a speech there'll be 300 people in the room all 300 feel like he's talking directly to them oh yeah yeah you know because ted is that good yeah and 
I mean, he supports like every pod. Would look at his tweets. I oh mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up with all. Yeah, the there's ones a whole. That, yeah, yeah. And I try to go and follow all the ones that he puts, you know, in his tweet, and it's like, man, that's there's a lot. He, yeah, he, you know, he's pushing a lot of our podcast, and I mean, you know, not just ours, but I say ours as a community, mm-hmm. and we. You know, I don't want to speak for everybody else, but I know I can speak for us. We greatly appreciate it. Yep. That's why we've had him on our show. We've been on his show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I mean, he, he got, he, um, and he was the one who contacted us and was like, Hey, yeah, I like your show, you know, and you know, but he's award winning, you know, number one in Antarctica, mm-hmm. turning on MySpace. you know, he's about to do an autograph sign tour in Antarctica. They're trying to figure out the logistics of it. Yeah. And if you don't believe it, then you got to prove it. Yeah, so. got to yeah prove him wrong. Prove he's not yeah. doing that. And but he also turned us on to wrestling with the truth, another mm-hmm. podcast because Ted's the Hill Truth. Then we have wrestling with the truth. Right now we are trying to work out something where we're going to do some cross appearances. Yeah, uh, and this is going to be weird because we're going to have, um, if all three of us, and I mean me, you, and them, if all three of us are on at the same time, we're going to have an episode at least well, we'll say two because they'll be on ours. We'll be on theirs mm-hmm. across three time zones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, because they are in Nova Scotia, which means they are in the Atlantic time zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were saying that on, on, I think it was either their podcast or somebody else's podcast. Uh, because I think them and Ted, they're all part of the box spots of chair shots. They're part of that. Okay. Um, which we need to get with those guys too to try to get some cross motion because there's another they all these knowledgeable wrestling people out there that once you start podcasting, all of a sudden they all start coming out of what we're mm-hmm. doing. Wow, these are my people. Yeah. Wow, this is awesome. And and you just have to go just check them all out. But yeah, wrestling with the truth, that's another really good one. And um, but yeah, they were mentioning that the other day being on the Atlantic time zone, and I was like mm-hmm. Oh wow! Because we don't think about that one because we're like Eastern. Okay, that's when we stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, there's yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so we'll have to uh, definitely get that one planned out to mm-hmm. where it won't be too early or too late. Yeah, uh, for any of us. Um, but have I missed any any good shout out podcasts? Um, I don't think so. I think you covered everybody. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely go and check all those out. Great shows, and you want to talk about some knowledge, all of them. All I mean, of them. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I feel Dwayne and I, we know a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we start listening to other ones. And we're it, like, yeah. Ooh. And it's like, oh, I didn't realize that. And I love listening to other podcasts because it's like, I, I'm just a wrestling nerd. And the more I learn about wrestling, the more I appreciate it. So if I can learn some stuff from somebody else that I didn't know already, then I'm all for it. In fact, uh, wrestling with the truth their latest episode I, I mean this is why i had to send my message i'm like i was like you guys must be reading my mind because <laughs> well they were talking about um something where is it at where's it at is kayfabe gone forever and that and some of the hit the points they're hitting on i'm like they are seriously reading my mind because this is stuff that you and i have actually talked about even if we didn't do it on the podcast i mean yeah we've, we've texting each other talking about it we're like mm-hmm. yeah we need to get that we need to somehow work that into a show yeah and then they did it and they were talking about a lot of things i'm like oh so that's something that i definitely want to have a discussion with them about that mm-hmm. you know um and they had on that one they had 
Uh, oh, come on. Now where are we at? All right. They had um, Bama Dave from another guy. He mm-hmm. has another podcast. And, man, I need to get a hold of him, too. See, all these people need to go. I need to get just get a list. <laughs> and I also contacted – I showed this card the other day, the, the developmentally speaking. Yeah. Yep. And if you go to their YouTube channel, which right now they only have YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have any audio, uh, just just video, um, which is kind of weird. You know, yeah. Video, well, you have the audio with it, but they don't have. They're not on on any audio platforms right now. Right. I went through their interviews to see who all because they've they've had some interviews, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I stopped, and it caught my eye. I was like, "Big strong Mims." Ah, uh, awesome. They have awesome. interviewed Matt Mims, who is such an awesome guy. Oh yeah. And he's a guy who makes dwelling and I feel dumb, not because <laughs> <laughs> not because he's trying to. It's just I've never talk to anybody who had that vast of a vocabulary before. Oh, I'm yeah. just like, I had to go look up the words that he was saying. <laughs> I just had to keep nodding. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but awesome interview. Big dude. Oh, um, yeah. Super nice guy. And, they, and I haven't watched the interview yet with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just saw that on there because the guy, he even told me when I met him in Chillicothe this past Saturday, he said they were getting, in, you know, some stuff going with the NWA. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, cool. Uh, emailed him yesterday and he's like, oh, you know, I said, yeah. I said, yeah, you know, I just want to touch base. So, you know, talking across me. He said, oh, cool. He said, what do you have in mind? I was like, well, let me talk to my co-host and I'll get back with you. You know, throw some, you know, throw some ideas out. And, you know, so it uh, sounds like now that my work schedule has mm-hmm. finally calmed down, we'll be able to do more of the things we've been talking about mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Um, although next week and the week after the Mondays are shot. Yeah. Know, yeah. Um, but maybe after that, maybe like getting into November though, maybe we'll be able to. Yeah. And in fact, November, I know we're going to be on wrestling with the truth because yeah. we were, we are already figuring out a date for that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make any concrete dates right now because I mean, really that's their show. And I don't want to say date when it's their show. Then I'm, yeah. long, I'm like, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Know? Uh, but we're working out dates and be on ours too. So uh, go check them out. I mean, that'll be, especially, I mean, if you're a wrestling nerd, like what Dwayne said, you'll mm. enjoy it. Oh yeah. So, um, and their accents are a lot different from ours, <laughs> you know? So um, because yeah, I can't, I, I can try to do the Nova Scotia accent, but mm-hmm. you know, but it's just for us. We're not used to hearing, of course, then again, our accents sound a lot different. Yeah. Than them. Yep. I trust me, if you ever lived in a country other than the one you live in or one that you grew up in, you realize that not everybody else has the accent. Sometimes you're the one with the accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's that, true. Sometimes I'm just going from state to state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I'll backtrack to AW because we haven't touched on the women's too much, but it sounds like they're driving. There was some drama with Thunder Rosa in the locker room, but I think she's also hurt. Yeah, she's hurt. Tony Storm is the the interim women's world champion, which there'll be a unification match, uh, you know, when Thunder Rosa is able to return. But Tony Storm's been doing really good. She's another one from that spent some time in WWE and they didn't realize the talent they had on their hands. Well, Triple H did, but once they she got to the main roster, they just put her in a dumb dumb feud with Charlotte Flair that just buried her and so she's doing good. Uh, their women's division is still doing good. And I mean, with I think Soraya is going to give them a shot in the arm because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody knows who she is. And mm-hmm. 
you know, she was always really well liked in the WWE system by the fans, the people backstage, everything. So I think that's going to be a huge shot in the arm too for the women's division. Um, but yeah, I just think, I think AEW still, they're doing a whole lot better than you would expect for a three-year-old company. Yep. And they, even though they've been kind of shaky lately because of the mm -hmm. drama, well, Tony Khan, I mean, he caught some criticism. I mean, which he did, he did earn some of the criticism. Yeah. But he's also trying to give out a good product. Yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely doing his best to give us a consistently a good product. He also dealt with those issues. He did catch criticism and he deserved the criticism. But at the same time, he didn't hesitate to deal with it. And, you know, he stripped, you know, the Bucks and Omega, the, Trio's title, strip punk of the world title, and suspended everybody. That takes some nerve. He could have especially just, considering three of them are his EVPs. Yeah, he could have just made excuses for them, left the belts on them, kept them on TV. But an example had to be made. And mm -hmm. whether you're an executive or you're, you know, the world champion or whatever, you can't behave that way. And their product, like you said, I mean, they started out with the bar raised really high, mm -hmm. you know, so they may have started out too strong, but at the same time, they had to start strong. You got to start strong because you've got to get, you got to get those eyes on the product. If mm -hmm. you come out with a mediocre show, people are just going to be like, uh, I'm not interested in watching that, but they still set the bar. They still put on the best pay-per-views, I think, of any, of any company that I've watched. And their uh -huh. actual pay per view, and the, and they're actually pay per view, and they only do like four of them a year. So the rest of the time, every, big stuff happens on TV, which is how it should be. That's mm -hmm. how you get. That's how you get ratings. That's how you get. You know, people that are so concerned about ratings, it's like, look at how look at how AEW does it. Most of their storylines get built and dealt with on television because they only do pay-per-views four times a year. So and the pay -per -view right now they're they're not doing house shows, year. are they? Uh, actually, uh, I don't know if they're running house shows or not. I don't know if it's just Dynamite and Rampage or if they're doing house shows. I'm not sure. I'll have to look. I'm not sure. And yeah, definitely have to check out their, um, their dark and the dark elevation mm -hmm. because you'll see you know, you'll see some people that will, I mean, there are people are getting tryouts because, you know, yeah, yeah the yep. three names that I mentioned before, mm -hmm. um, I've talked to one about coming on the show, um, and that's crew, mm -hmm. um, Nikki Victory, she's actually said, yeah, send me a message. Yeah, I did. And cricket, you know, yeah. but I mean, I know she's also very, very busy mm -hmm. um, because, you know, she, like Roger Ruffin told us on this show, he said there is no ceiling with Nikki Victory. No, not at all. Um, she she has all the potential and all the skill to be a big star. She yeah. just needs she just needs that break. And I think mm -hmm. the more she does dark and dark elevation, I think eventually she'll get on AEW television. And Nasty Russ, I mean, he's a veteran, but I mean, he's uh, he's one that every time any of the NWF people talk about him, they always uh, talk about him. In um, like high esteem, actually mm -hmm. high high praise, because they yeah. say they, they they said his his knowledge of the wrestling business is on par with anybody. 
Right. You know, they said, I mean, he's, um, he's one of the best ones out there. And, you know, so yeah, he's been on dark. I know this is at least twice for him. I think it's been at least three times for crew. And I want to say this is maybe three for, yeah, three for Nikki Vector as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but I mean, they give that chance, you know, they yeah. have these dark matches. Uh, WWE, I mean, I've been to WWE shows. I've been to Raw, I've been to SmackDown. They didn't have those. They no. didn't have the, the dark matches. No, they don't have those uh, to give people that opportunity. And I just think that helps, you know, people can complain all they want that, AEW hires too many people, but it's like you've got to be able to shuffle people in and out. And look, look what happened. If they didn't have the roster that they have, when Omega got hurt, mm-hmm. other people were able to step in and fill that space. When Omega, the Bucks, and Punk all got suspended, other people were able to step in and fill those holes. And the show moved on without you know without any hiccups because they have such a deep roster that they can do that yep you know so um like i said even though they're shaky right now i don't see them collapsing no not at all i think um no i don't see them collapsing at all i I still feel like tony khan's doing a good job and they just have so they have so many talented people and they have so much veteran leadership Mm -hmm. that you know, you've got Regal, you've got Mox, you've got Danielson, you've got Claudio, you've got Billy Gunn, you've got, you know, behind the scenes, you've got Arn Anderson, um, Dean Malenko. Um, Tully. Tully Blanchard. Uh, I was trying to think of something, somebody else. Um, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, um, Christian Jerry, Cage. Christian Cage, Jerry Lynn. You've got, you know, you've got all this talent. Dust, Dustin Rhodes, you know, so, you know, I think they're, I think they'll be fine. You know, every company has hiccups, every company has problems, and it's just how you deal with those problems is what matters. And I feel like that they're doing a good job dealing with the issues as they come. And as wrestling fans, and notice I said wrestling fans, mm-hmm. and I'm not an AEW mark, I'm not a WWE mark. I like wrestling. Yeah. Yep. So if you say, well, I like wrestling. Not WWE or not AEW, then like, you're not a, then, you're not a wrestling fan. No, you're a company fan. And yeah. It's like no, it's not how it works. I mean, <laughs> now I may prefer one, and that honestly, that can kind of depend on what day of the week it is too. Exactly, and you know, just depends on what product each company's putting out. I mean, yeah, doesn't mean I don't like. Doesn't mean I dislike the other one. Right. Yeah. You know, just right now, hey, this company's putting on a better product. So I'm kind of leaning towards them, but mm-hmm. maybe the other company will step up and, yeah, you know, so um, it's good for the business overall. We know Ring of Honor. I mean, they're going to be hopefully building back up mm-hmm. um, to where they can treat it like really two different brands. Yeah. You know, they can say Raw SmackDown are two different brands all they want to. They have people crossing back and forth. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. But, they, but Ring of Honor and and um, AEW, they could treat them. As two yeah. different brands and have them going on two different tours, yep. you know. But, but either way, you know, good time to be a wrestling fan. And I go ahead and wrap this up. And I was well, actually with some bad news. Um, two wrestlers had family members uh, pass away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Rose's brother. I don't know the circumstances of that one. 
Um, but that, that was within the past couple of days, you know, because mm-hmm. all of a sudden she was not on TV and people were yeah. why well, they found out. Yeah. Her brother passed away. Yeah. You know, um, you know, because she had three brothers and they were her biggest supporters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so um, I definitely our thoughts, prayers go out, out to her and her family. And then today, Kevin Nash's son, you texted me that uh, yep. about what, three hours ago. Yeah. Kevin Nash's son passed away. He was 26. Um, don't know any details or anything. Just know, you know, he passed away and, you know, our prayers are with, you know, Nash and his family. And I can't imagine what he's going through. Uh, especially since today was Scott Hall's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, hate to end the show on a downer. I mean, I actually meant to bring it up at the beginning, but I mm-hmm. still didn't want to show the end without at least bring that up and letting it, you know, um, you know, just say, yeah, definitely our thoughts and prayers are out with all of them and their families. I mean, it's got to be a hard time, um, you know, so uh, next week, well, like I said, we're not going to be recording on Monday, but we were back. We're supposed to be back on Thursday. Yep. Uh, I don't think my work is going to be ramping up anytime soon. <laughs> um, and, you know, so I'm pretty sure, you know, we'll have a pretty good subject if we do manage to get an interview scheduled for that day, because I'm still trying to work those. And um, just because I met some of the people at like in person, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, uh, trying to get us, I sent another message yeah. to Nicola yeah. Roberts and, haven't heard anything back yet again. So I may mm-hmm. just have to like at her on a tweet, say, Hey, when do yeah. you want to come on the show? Yeah. You know, um, cause I think she could be a really good interview. And then some of the other ones there, um, you know, Tatanka, he said, um, hit, hit him up, you mm-hmm. know, through his socials and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Um, cause I think he, he, he'd be another good interview. So, yeah. Uh, and man, he was a big dude. <laughs> He was just massive, you know. Thankfully, he's a nice guy, you know. Yeah. But, um, but until well, a week from today. All right. Uh, all right, my yeah. friend. All right. Say, go ahead and say good night. God bless. God bless.